the Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. Well, the All-Star Weekend is almost upon us. I'm Steve Zinsmeister, Cody Fincher with me as well on the Ain't No Fang podcast. The Diamondbacks have one, count them, one. 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 All-Star. One All-Star. One All-Star. One. And we'll get into one that. One All-Star. We'll, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Two. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, nope, nope, that's, that's it. where it ends. <laughs> uh, we'll get into who that is in just a second. But uh, leading into All-Star Weekend, some cool things about it. Uh, first of all, it's in L.A. for the Dodgers. Hollywood. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that carries a little bit of weight, right? Just kind of you look at it's on uh, a big stage in a in a classic stadium. Usually they take advantage of the opportunity of having the All-Star game in a city and they try to uh I don't want to say capitalize on. They try to highlight some of the people from the area or <laughs> significant figures in the organization's past. Last year uh, was Atlanta, wasn't it? Was that last year? No, it was supposed to be. And then the whole moved it to Colorado. voting thing happened. They moved it to Coors Field. Right. So it moved to Colorado, but they still honored, I believe they still honored Hank Aaron, yeah, who had passed. He had passed away. Yep. So that's the whole thing. It was a little weird, but it worked out. And now in L.A. this year, I feel like there's going to be a lot of stars at this game. Atlanta's fine. They won a World Series. So yeah, they're, they're cool good. with it. They don't really uh, Yeah, it, it, the All-Star game in, in Dodger Stadium should be really cool. Um, it's a classic stadium, whether you hate the Dodgers or love the Dodgers, whatever. It's, a, it's an all-time great stadium, I guess. It's really old. It's what I'm trying to say. Ooh, it's old. <laughs> prediction. I Ooh, just thought oh, of this. Oh, geez. Okay. Prediction of what? Somehow, some way, I don't know what it will look like, they will use Vin Scully for this. For this weekend, right? You would think so. Don't you have to? Because I was trying to think, like, I'm LA sh- is a city I- filled with stars. Yeah. Who do you highlight? Right. And it's not like the Dodgers have a ton There's of legends. There's so many of them, the stars, like celebrities, that you yeah. can't just... I guess you could be like, who's the biggest Dodger fan that's a celebrity? I don't know. Who's that lady that always sits in the front row? I don't uh, know. She's old. She's blonde. I can't remember her name. Oh, my gosh. It's not like Goldie Hawn, is it? I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm just naming the first blonde Vanna older White. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Dolly Parton. Okay, no, um, yeah. But I'm guessing they had Vin record something. I think so. I don't think he'll be there because he is. he's getting up there. He's already up there in age. Dude, I feel like... I don't, I don't know when the last time he they He might had be the, there. I don't, who knows? He might be there. I don't know the last time they had the game in LA uh, well, with the I'll Dodgers. figure that out. But... It's probably been a while. So I, if I were Vin, I'd go, man. Yeah, I don't know how his health is because he's he, the he biggest is old, name but... in the Dodgers organization. I mean, I think back. There's been good players in L.A., but if you look back, there's not a ton of legends like in the '90s and 2000s that I would put out there. I'm thinking like, who are the biggest names in Dodger history? Clayton Kershaw still on the team. Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax. They just made a, did a statue of him. Won an MVP. Fernando there? Valenzuela. Valenzuela, Jackie Robinson. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I don't know what they're going to do, but I I would guess. That's my guess is that Vin Scully is somehow going to make an appearance in some way shape or form. Um as for the Diamondbacks, we mentioned they have one All-Star. His name? I figured it out. Wait, you figured out what? That last time it's been in, in Dodger Stadium. 1980. It's been a minute. Been a been a couple minutes. Longer than their last championship. Before oh. this past one. Interesting. Shots fired. Um, the only Diamondback All-Star, and I predicted this on Saturday. We were talking about it on the weekend show. Congratulations. Joe Mantiply. You got it right. Joe Mantiply is the only All-Star. There's a couple other guys that we talked about might have maybe 
Zach Gallon. in. Zach Gallon's obviously their best pitcher. Cattell Marte, if you really went on like... Yeah. Uh, went out on the limb. Yeah. I don't want to say fame, but if you went on like who's the best player, Cattell is still probably the well, best Well, Cattell got there... What, what Was it 2019 where he made it as a second the second baseman? 2019 was it, the season he was like fifth in MVP. Yeah. 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 But he made it as a second baseman, but he was primarily playing center field. Right. <laughs> right. Everyone was like, he's not a second baseman. Well, and I remember I did the math, and and he was actually hitting really well at one position and not the other, and I can't remember for the life of me which one was good and which one was bad. I think but, it was center field. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe I mean, Mantiply. Yeah, Joe Mantiply. I mean, he deserves it. He's kind of struggled lately since they kind of, since they announced he's going to be an all-star. He's, Just like the last couple days. Yeah, he's been pretty... He gave up the game-tying home run today. Uh, we'll get into today's game a little bit later because I'm mad about it. Um, you're entitled. <laughs> To be mad. Oh, I thought you're just calling me. No, entitled. you're just entitled. Like, yeah. I'm like for what? What did I do? You're very entitled there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's been their best relief pitcher by far. Um, he until a couple days ago, I believe, in one of these Giants games, he walked a guy. His last what? walk before that opening day. Yeah, I think he's only got the two on the season. Yep. He has two walks. It's crazy. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't even throw very hard. It's weird. He just he just pounds the strike zone. Um, unfortunately, that lately has been not working out because he's been giving up hits. But yeah, sometimes when you pound the strike zone, they pound they your pitches. Hitting, yeah, they end <laughs> so. up hitting it. So um, yeah, but Joe Mansply, it's really cool. Um, his parents and his wife were in the were in the stands when they announced it. I guess they invited them out to the game after they found out he's going to be an all-star. Because these guys find out like a week before or so. Right. Um, or a few days at least before they're actually announced announced. Um, but he there was a cool video of him. He had to call his wife after Tori told him he's going to be an all-star. And he's like, I guess we got to cancel our all-star plans. We got yeah. to cancel that San Diego trip uh, that week. And his wife was like, are you going to be an all-star? I mean, they <laughs> could yeah. still stay in San Diego. You just have a That's heck a of a drive to ridiculous L.A. Ridiculous drive. Yeah. <laughs> Six hour drive or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, Zach Gallen, I think, is probably the only other guy you could have argued could have been in the game. But I don't know. Here's a good question. Will Mantiply pitch in the game? Probably not. And I'm not even talking about, like, healthy scratch. You know how a lot of guys, like, they're voted All-Stars, but they pitched on Sunday, so they don't want to pitch in the All-Star game. I'm talking, is he a big enough name that he'll even play in the game? I don't think so. Um, He's the only, if I remember the relievers, because it's usually a bunch of starting pitchers and a few closers. He's, like, the only guy on the NL that's not a closer. Like a middle reliever. Yeah, he's just a regular old run-of-the-mill relief pitcher. Because that's how the All-Star game is. It's mostly starting pitchers, and then you have a couple closers. So, um, I don't... I, 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 I hope he gets in, because that's cool and everything, but I, I doubt he... Was it 2017 where Robbie Ray didn't get into the All-Star game? He made the team. 17 was the uh, was his best year, yeah. So, it, But he didn't play. He didn't get into the game. Because um, it was, I mean, it was Granky, Goldie, Lamb, and Robbie Ray, I believe, were the all-stars from the Diamondbacks that year. And I think everyone else got into the game except for Robbie Ray. Oof. And that could have been by design. Like, the manager was like, hey, 
don't don't pitch my guy. I want him to pitch. That after is a the thing break. that happens. That yeah. happens. Like, like you know, just maybe one at bat, just one, just one. But if you're Mantiply and you're a relief pitcher. You I think it's pitch. different with starters, yeah. right? Because their schedules sure. are so weird. Sure. And the, and their the, routines, the organization yeah. still has an objective with them. They're sure. like, listen, we got to try to pitch him on Thursday, so don't right. throw him on Tuesday. With Manaply, he could easily go in. With all the relief yeah. pitchers, he could easily go well, in. Well, and he's got how many days off before well, and how many after. Well, and there are guys that aren't going to pitch in the game anyway because they'll, they're going to be pitching on Sunday. You know, right? There are some guys like that. I think Garrett Cole might be one if his so maybe he weasels his way up. in. But yeah, he could. Um, He's also not. I, I think statistically speaking, you could make a case that Mantiply has been one of the best left-handed relievers in baseball. In fact, I would make that case. But he's kind of disadvantaged by the fact that the only left-handed reliever that I would say is definitively better than him is also on his team in the All Star game, and that's Josh Hader. Yeah. Like, that is the far and away most talented left-handed reliever in the game, and he's on the same team. Right. So if there is a scenario in the game that somehow calls for a left-handed relief pitcher, mm-hmm. like, you're not are even you're, the first gonna, one on the list. Yeah, are you going to Yeah, are you gonna throw Mantiply or Josh Hader? Mm, I wonder. Mm, I don't know. And I, I'm not trying to be mean about it. Like, yeah. I think this is an awesome opportunity for him. I've wanted this for weeks now for Mantiply. Um, I think he deserved it more than any other members of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Credit to Zach Gallen. He's had a good year. Credit to Cattell Marte. He gets on base a ton. Uh, <laughs> but neither of them are playing up to the standard that I expected of them. So I think Mantiply uh, blew me away in the first half of the season. Glad he's going to L.A. for the All-Star game. I love the exposure this is going to get for him. And honestly, I've now gotten to the point where I don't want him to be traded. Because I know you and I have talked about the the prospect of trading him at his highest possible value. I mean, that's what you do with the stock market, right? You, you buy low, you sell high. And his stock has never been higher than it is right now. Yeah. And you could easily flip him for something and hopefully a good something. Um, but I got to be honest with you, you got a lot of control over him. He's north of 30, so he's not exactly young, young. And I don't think you're going to get a ton back for a middle reliever. I think you hold on to Joe Mantiply for a while. I think you keep him around. I mean, if he continues to do what he's doing um, and what he's done in the first half of this season, then yeah, he could be a valuable piece going forward. Especially when the rest of their bullpen has done almost (laughs) nothing. Right. I'm looking at the NL roster right now. The other relief pitchers besides Mantiply are Josh Hader from the Brewers, Edwin Diaz from the Mets, Ryan Helsley from the Cardinals, and David Bednar from the Pirates. Is Bednar right-handed? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. So there's two lefties in there with Mantiply and Hader. Um, but then you still got all the starters that are going to weasel their way into this. Yeah, game. the starting pitchers are Sandy Alcantara. He's probably going to start. Um, I think he should anyway. He's been great. He's been Corbin awesome. Burns, Joe Musgrove, Max Fried, Tony Gonsolin, Luis Castillo, Clayton Kershaw, and Carlos Rodon. There are some names in there that have to play. Kershaw. You mentioned Alcantara. Kershaw as the Dodger, Dodger in the game. Gonsolin, too. He's a Dodger. He's going to yeah, play. Yeah, I, I don't know that he has to play, but the Dodger thing certainly helps. Um, who else did you name there? Uh, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns has to pitch in this game because he's far and away one of the best pitchers in the game. I think the guy that Rodon, I would play. I think the guy like if I'm if I'm going to pick a starting pitcher on the NL to not play, it'd be probably Luis Castillo, probably because like he's from the Reds. No offense to the he Reds. He might be on a new fans. team next week. Yeah, um, Max Fried just won a World Series, so it'd be kind of cool to get him in there. Joe Musgrove's Padre, but who knows. Who's managing the game? It's the. It should be Brian Snitker. Snitker. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, that could help Max Freed. <laughs> hey, he may Maybe, or may I not pitch. I don't know. Who, who I don't knows? Know. Yeah, no, it's an interesting uh, prospect, but I, I'm really happy for Joe Mantiply. Yeah. I think it's great, even for the Diamondbacks organization. I know you have to get an all-star in, so it, it feels kind of crummy for the fans that, like, okay, we have to get one, and it's a middle reliever. Right. But I'm here to tell you, Joe Mantiply is legit. And he's surpassed all expectations I had. Remember when it used to not be a rule that everyone had to have representation? Yeah. And and (laughs) nobody from never got a Mariner. Nobody from the (laughs) Orioles would ever be there, you know? No, just, yeah. Nobody from the Reds, except for maybe Joey Votto. Right. Yeah, for a while that was a run. Yeah. That's true. Um, Can we talk real quick, though, about the legacy picks? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about uh, Albert, Albert Pujols. Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. Okay, what's I your opinion? I think that's cool. I think it is. I know they probably don't deserve to play in the game, but hey, Albert Pujols is one of the best players that we've ever seen play baseball. Hitters, anyway. He he might be the best overall hitter that I've ever seen. Best hitter since 2000? I mean, it's hard to argue. Turn of the century? Yeah, it's hard to argue. He was never only just a power hitter. He always was in the MVP race. He was always up there in average. Um, What's his career average, I wonder? I'm going to look it up. You keep okay. talking. But I, I think it's cool. Um, and especially because he... This is a new thing, too. The the, the legacy player uh, is the new thing that the... I guess the commissioner's office came up with. It's one of the actually the cooler things the commissioner's office has actually done. Um, so for the NL, it's Albert Pujols. He's announced that he's going to be retiring. And then for the American League, it's Miguel Cabrera. I can't recall if Miguel Cabrera has said he's going to retire or not. But, um, I mean, Miguel Cabrera might be one of the best hitters that we've seen, too. I mean, overall, the guy won a triple crown. So here's, I haven't seen that in a long time. Here's the thing. Because I'm with you. I, I know that Pujols announced this is his last year. I think it's awesome that he's back with the Cardinals. I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. Other players have done that, by the way. Jim Tomei went back to Cleveland. Sure. Pudge went back to Texas. Stuff like that, right? Uh, I think it's awesome that Pujols was put into the All Star game. I think it's, I think it's also cool on another level because he was recently with the Dodgers, and so the Dodger fans are yeah. going to be behind this as sure. well. Very, very cool. Miguel Cabrera also deserves that nod. It's a little weird to me because I don't think that he said this is his last year. Like, is it going to be weird if there, next year he comes back to almost, play another season hey, and it's like, okay, are we going to put him in again? Do I get the legacy pick again? Right. I'm back. Is this now a lifetime <laughs> achievement award that you get at the end of your career? Like, but that's the other thing is not many players take a victory lap. Like, yeah. like how many guys have actually done that where they announced this is my last year? I remember David Ortiz did it. Uh, did Mariano do it? I feel like we knew Mariano was retiring. Mariano did do it because he got all those gifts. You know, he got, he got that he got that rocking chair f- with broken bats from his cutter and everything. What about Jeter? Did he announce? I can't remember. But like, there's uh, not many I don't guys. Think so. This article. When was this written? Yadi Molina announced it's his last year. Why isn't he in the game? He's not. He's injured too. Well, he's also not the level of player these other guys are. This article is written on April thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. Okay, what's it say? It says that Miguel Cabrera says he plans to retire after his contract expires. Does his contract expire this year? Uh, he's owed thirty-two million this season and next year. So his contract is up after next year. I just think it'll be weird. I'm not saying it's wrong. I think he totally deserves to be in the game. It's I have the same feelings about him as a hitter as I do pools. So then it's just going to be weird next year when he comes back and it's like, okay, so well, does, he was already in the All-Star game. Does there have to be a legacy pick every year then? No. Because there aren't no. that many guys like that. No. How many more are there in the league that you can name? 
Uh, none. By the way, I can think of two, and they're both in the game on their own right. Clayton Kershaw and Justin Verlander. And they're both pitching well. And they're both they're both deservingly not so just, in the game. It's not just token. They don't just get yeah. picked just because, yeah. oh, well, they're old now. And Well, I think it's cool, Steve. No, it is cool. I'm just saying it's going to be weird next year when Miguel Cabrera plays another season for $30 million I, I and the, isn't worth it. I think the best part of this, and we can segue into this next topic with this, but the best part about this is that Albert Pujols is doing the home run derby. Yeah, that will be cool. He, I can't remember, I can't find the tweet, but it was a tweet from ESPN Stats and Info, and like he's one of a few guys, like it was Griffey and Mark McGuire and yeah. maybe Sammy Sosa. There's a couple other guys in there too. I think David Ortiz, uh, he's... He, this will be his fifth time doing the Home Run Derby. All those other guys who have done it five plus times have at least won it once. Albert Pujols has not won the Home Run Derby. It would be so cool if he won it. I feel like there's... You think it'll be cool if he had zero home runs. You thought that would be hilarious. <laughs> you just told me that yesterday. Well, I was thinking about... Uh... You know, when when guys get into the derby that you don't expect. Right. Like, I remember there was a year Hank Blaylock made it in, and I think he hit, like, one homer. Well, uh, there was a year Brett Boone got in, and everyone laughed because he's not a super power hitter, and he swung and missed. And I don't think he hit any (laughs) homers either. So I was what I was saying was it would be interesting to me if he got into the game and all of a sudden everyone realizes, wow, he can't even get the ball out of the ballpark. But we know that's not true because he's still hitting tanks in games. Right. So I, I don't expect that to happen. But there seems to be over the last couple of years guys who have great storylines in the All Star in the home run derby. Trey Mancini was last year's story because he was coming back from cancer. Yeah. Now Pujols is the I'm walking off at the end of my career. I've been in this thing a bunch of times, but I've never won it before. There's uh what you said about those guys that you didn't expect. You remember in twenty ten when Chris Young went to the home run derby as a D-back in Anaheim as a D-back. I don't he, remember it. He struck out. What do you mean he struck it out? It says he struck out. What does that mean? He swung and missed, I guess. 3 times? Uh 10 times? Back then you had 10 <laughs> outs, right? <laughs> okay, this article is from Bleacher Report. It goes, "Well, that was short. That's the lead." Oh no. By my count, first-time All-Star outfielder Chris Young had 5 singles and 1 double in Anaheim Monday. Unfortunately for the Diamondback, it was not the well-placed line drive derby. eliminated in the first round in last place young just hit one ball out of the park while frequently voicing his displeasure with himself out loud what ballpark was that (laughs) it was anaheim anaheim yeah okay which is like in between it's not really a pitcher's park or a that's not a a hitter's ballpark no it's a home run derby you should be able to hit it out anywhere maybe for a right-handed hitter it's a little more difficult for a left-hander, it's a little more easy. Okay. Um, especially now in Anaheim, you know they have that big wall in right field. It yeah. Has, it has scores on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be you had to hit it over that wall now for they it cut to be a home run, half, right? Yeah, they put the, the 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 line for home runs at like a normal wall height. So if you hit it above the line, so if you hit the, and scoreboard. It hits the scoreboard, it's a home run. Okay, yeah. It's kind of weird, but yeah. I get it. Um, they should do that in a couple other places too. They've changed the Baltimore. Cleveland, they Baltimore Cleveland. changed. They added. They added a big freaking wall in Baltimore, yeah. and they moved it back. Yeah, losers. Anyway, <laughs> and now they're playing well, which yeah. is even weirder. Interesting. I think that uh, Pujols will probably. So here's by the way, they haven't filled out the whole. There's home run one derby. spot left. One spot. So here's here's who is in, and then I'm going to ask you who you want to put in. Okay. Juan Soto. He was in it last year, if I remember right. Ronald Acuna Jr. Back from injury this season. Pete Alonzo, who has won the whole thing. Albert Pujols, been in it a bunch of times, never won it, and also a former Dodger. Yep. 
Julio Rodriguez. That's I find be that fun. fascinating. He's a young up-and-comer, probably going to win Rookie of the Year in the American League. Really yeah. good bat. I love yep. that. He's going to be a he's going to be a fan favorite in this thing. J Ram Jose Ramirez is going to be in the home run derby. A switch hitter. I wonder if he'll hit righty or lefty. Ooh, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. Have we had a bunch of switch hitters. Maybe in the he'll derby do before? one round in left and then do <laughs> Chipper. Probably never did the home run derby, did he? Maybe. Chipper. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, and the last one is Kyle Schwarber. Schwarby, um, who's got a ton of pop, by the way. I love Kyle Schwarber. I know. That swing is gorgeous. That dude doesn't look like a baseball player at all. One spot left open. Who would you like to see in it? Um, well, the current home run leader isn't in it, Aaron Judge. That would make That'd sense. That would be kind of cool. Big market guy, You too. know, honestly, the dude that I want to see in it that just hits freaking tank shots, Jordan Alvarez. I'd love to see him in it. That would be good, too. Um, He's been fantastic the I last think, month or didn't so. Didn't you bring up you would like to see Byron Buxton do it? Um, yeah, I would. I think he would be a good fit. I think he has the most raw talent of maybe any player in the entire league. Byron Buxton, I mean, speed doesn't do you any good yeah. in, in the home run derby, but he's got power, man. Well, and and one thing you you pointed out to me before we started, and uh, I noticed you didn't read any Dodgers on that list. No. So... Would I it mean, make sense to insert a Dodger here? I'm I'm looking, and the Dodger with the most home run, I'm just looking at league leaders. Sure, yeah. Mookie Betts has 20, but I don't think Mookie Betts would do it. He's got 20 homers, but... He's not a power hitter um, to me. I know he has the most on the team, and, I, and he always hits a, a bunch of homers, but he he's a little guy, and I, that, that's not to say a little guy can't be in yeah. the home run derby. I mean, there's guys like Giancarlo Stanton is out it hasn't is not in it either he's done it before, he's done right? it a couple times yeah, yeah. um a Has lot he of won it uh, i don't know that off i don't know head. if he won one okay. or not um a lot of people want otani to do it again yeah um i thought he did cool. really well last year actually yeah he did didn't he got beat by juan soto right i think that's right yeah or trey mancini one I of those guys remember. um Austin Riley's hit 25 home runs. That would be a good one. I love his nickname, by the way. The talking baseball guys, I think, gave it to him. Young Thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like... Uh, I mean, Mike Trout, but Mike Trout's dealing, I think, with an injury right now. I don't know I if don't he's really going to play. I him in the home run derby. I um, think uh, Will Smith of the Dodgers would make some sense. Yeah, if we're th- thinking I've heard about, some rumblings If there. we're thinking about Dodgers, I mean, Freddie Freeman, I don't think he would do it, though. Freeman doesn't really have a home run swing. No. I Will Smith, I've, I've, I've read that on... The, a rumor that he might do it. Usually, they like to have someone from the home stadium's yeah. team. It'd be cool to have it. a catcher too. Yeah, just because catchers don't get really represented. Well, Salvador in that way. Perez did it last year. Yeah, and he that's did not true. do very well. No, he did. If not. I remember but he hit correctly. like forty plus homers in the season, though. It's crazy. He I mean, did he break the record for most homers yeah, by I a catcher so. in a season or something? I think so. I mean, hey, Christian Walker's got over twenty home runs. That would have been, he hits a lot of home runs in Dodger Stadium, but I'm here to tell you you're right. That would have been cool. It would be underwhelming as a choice. Everyone outside of Phoenix would look Wouldn't at it and care. go, "Why is that guy here?" They go, "Who's that?" And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just right. I I know that that would be everyone would be like, "Wow, if you want to pick a dark horse, pick that guy," because yeah. uh, nobody thinks he would win. But yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He could do it. Vladdy, too. yeah, yeah. I do love Vladdy. 
Paul Goldschmidt, he would never do it. He but he, I know he would been, never do it. He's been phenomenal. Maybe he wins MVP this yeah. year, but he doesn't really have a home run swing either. I know he hits a ton yeah, of he's them. He's at 19. I think that's mostly hard contact. Yeah, so he's got really good I, stuff. I would, I would like to, if we're not going Dodger, if they don't need a Dodger in it. I mean, Jordan Alvarez used to I'm be. I'm going a, Alvarez. He used dude. to be a Dodgers prospect. So. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, uh, that's a good that, dude. Good, good on you for coming up with Jordan. Alvarez because I like that, that dude a lot. Hits balls a mile. Also, I think people would be shocked to look and see how large he is. He's a gigantic person. He's a huge human being. I, Him. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are like the three biggest. And I'll, you know what? I'll throw in an unsung one. Franmil Reyes is one of the. These guys are the biggest baseball players I've ever seen. Yeah. Franmil Reyes is freaking huge. Yeah. Luke Voigt, he's another big he's a dude. Large human being. Yeah. <laughs> he's Absolutely. Big dude. I think uh, if I was going Dodgers again, he's been really bad the last year and a half to two years, but Cody Bellinger has a beautiful swing. He does. He could get one in the air. I don't know how he would do, though. I don't either. But he's got a beautiful swing. I feel like I Cody that. Bellinger would be one of the guys that would swing and miss at a ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somehow I feel that could be true. Um, so anyway, that is the uh, what we know about the home run derby so far. There is still one oh, slot. Oh, a guy from the Dodgers. I just thought of him that hits. I mean, he's not doing well this year. Max Muncy. Yeah. He hits big, big home runs. That's true. Is he, he might. He's a. Switch hitter too, right? No, he's a left-handed. He's hitter. a lefty. Yep, okay, he's a lefty. Sorry. No, he just switches positions every year. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Third, first, second, whatever. All right, you said you wanted to uh, rip Tori Lavello for what he did today. <laughs> Go ahead, and I'm going to give you the floor. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to try to be as respectful as possible because I do. I'll start off. Saying I think Tori Lavello is a nice man. Um, oh no, I think he's a good. I think he's a good guy. Oh no, I think he's done a decent job for what he's been dealt. But today's game was. Just not good. All right, walk me through it. Um, so the D backs are up three to nothing in the seventh inning. Zach Gallon has been cruising um pretty much the whole game. I think he had around eighty something pitches going into the seventh, so it was very manageable. And then he gets a line drive out. Brandon Belt hits a home run to put the Giants on the board. It's three to one. And then the Giants go single and double to put uh, or a single, single, base hit, base hit. Got it. Two guys on base. And then Tory doesn't take out Gallon. The Giants get a sack fly. Then he brings in Mantiply, and Mantiply gets out of the inning. So it's three to two. I think Gallon, that you should have had someone ready in time, and he should have probably been removed a little bit earlier after those three straight base hits, one of them being a home run. And then in the. Eighth inning, he brings out Mantiply again to face Wilmer Flores, who hits lefties pretty good. I, Wilmer Flores was pinch hitting. Um, and I don't know if there was anyone even up in the D-backs bullpen at the time because I'm just watching it on TV. I don't know. And then Mantiply gives up a game-tying home run to Wilmer Flores. And then we go to the ninth inning. And I feel like... And I'm I'm not trying. Uh, that's why I hate ripping people because I'm I'm not a professional coach. I don't know. Like I don't know what their what information they have access to or whatever. But I know I can go on Baseball Reference and look up Mark Melanson's ERA in non-save situations. It's not very good. I don't have it in front of me, but I know it's not good. It's nowhere near his ERA in save situations. Yeah. So for whatever reason. So. 
Tori Lovello goes to Mark Melanson in a 3-3 game in the bottom of the ninth. He loads the bases, a uh, couple hits and a walk. And he Tori Lovello has Kyle Nelson, a left-hander, warmed up, and he's ready in the bullpen. With the bases loaded, Brandon Crawford, a left-handed hitter, comes to the plate. Tori Lovello, I'm listening to Chris Gargiola describe what's going on the, on the radio, and he was like, Tori's taking, he's got to step up on the first step. Okay, he's going up the second step. He's on the top step of the dugout. He doesn't come out. He leaves Melanson in. He was talking to his bench coach and probably Brent Strom the whole time. I don't know. But he decides to leave Melanson in with the base loaded and one out. First pitch to Brandon Crawford, single, Giants win. Yeah. So what's the ask? What are, what were you hoping for? I Mark Melan. First of all, Mark Melanson should not be pitching in tie games. I know Ian Kennedy's hurt. I know he's injured, so you can't go to Kennedy in that situation. But Mark Melanson, it's it's so easy to see the numbers. He's not good in non-save situations. I'm reading this stat. This is from Twitter from Dbacks Facts and Stats at Dbacks Facts. Shout out to you. Through 89 games, Mark Melanson has already tied the D-backs single season record with eight losses in relief. This name will make you shudder. Previously, Chad Qualls <laughs> did it in 2008. You remember that debacle? I remember Chad Qualls, yep. And I don't remember this guy, but his name sounds familiar. Aaron Heilman yeah, Aaron in Heilman. 2010. Also, they both lost eight games in relief. Why is Mark Melanson pitching in these situations still? We still have about half a season left. Yeah. Roughly. And I know the D-backs are now in last place in the NL West. They are not really close to a wild card spot anymore. They are eight and a half games out of the third wild card spot. They're 39 and 50 today, July 13th. I know you're trying to get Mark Melanson right because you paid him, what, $7 million a year for two years, $14 million. So you got to get him right. But it's so drastic how the quality of his pitching in save situations versus non-save situations. And yet every time there's a tie game in the ninth inning, this was weird too. Because normally, you don't throw your closer in a tie game in the ninth inning while you're on the road as the visiting team. Because if you take the lead, if it goes to extras, if you take the lead in extras, you want your closer locking down that game in the bottom of the 10th or the 11th or 12th, whatever it is. So the decision to go to Melanson there is even more weird, weirder, because you were the visiting team. But this has happened a lot of a lot this year. He's been horrible in non-safe situations. So I just I just don't get the decision making. I feel like Tory had a bad game today. I just feel like he had a bad game. I feel With, like I think he left Zach Gallen in for too long. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what the bullpen situation was if someone was warming up or not, but when you see Wilmer Flores is pinch hitting against Mantiply, you're letting Mantiply pitch to a guy that hits lefties really well when you have other righties in the bullpen. Noe Ramirez had a uh, uh, game one of this series had a huge turn, a huge double play with the bases loaded to keep that lead in game one of this series. Where was Noe Ramirez? 
You know, it's just it's just it's frustrating. I know Kennedy's hurt and he's your other back end guy that you would probably have put in in that situation, but I don't know, man. It's, I just I just don't feel like Tory had a good game today. I feel like some of those decisions I could justify in my head, even though in hindsight they didn't work. I mean, like you mentioned with Gallon, he had a relatively low pitch count going into the seventh, so you you leave him in. Yeah, and maybe then, it was one batter too long. You don't want to pull. You don't want to pull. I get it. I get too quick. I, I was totally in favor of him going out for the seventh, right? Because it was very manageable pitch count. He had been dominating the whole game. Yeah, but. You could kind of tell he ran out of gas a little bit. Mantiply finishes off the inning, so you leave him in. I mean, he's your best reliever. We talked about that already. You leave him in for the next inning. I totally get that. Uh, things kind of fall apart with Melanson. I agree with you. The, I don't the one get the obvious, The one obvious thing is Melanson has not been good unless it's a save opportunity. But here's the thing. What do you do if you're the Diamondbacks? Do you just sit around and wait for save chances? You just don't use him unless there's a save opportunity? That That feels weird to me, too. This is a guy you just agreed to pay $14 million to over two seasons, which for a reliever is pretty high, especially for a guy who's like 39 years old. I know he's got a good track record. He's been good in this league for a while. I'm not saying he's not talented, but what do you do? You just sit around and wait for a save chance? Well, to me, when you're on the road, too, like what if what if they what if Melanson got through the ninth without giving up a run? And then they take the lead Let's say it goes to 11 innings. Melanson can't pitch three innings. Who is your closer if you take the lead in the 11th without I Melanson? I don't know. Who, who do you in bring in? Is it Ken- Ramirez? Because Kennedy's hurt. Maybe it's Ramirez. Maybe it's no way Ramirez. That, I'm, I guess. I guess he's your next best thing. Here's, here's the crux of the argument. This is not a good bullpen. No, it's not. It's and it not. hasn't really been in a long time, if ever, for the Diamondbacks. But they tried to fix it. By bringing in the last year's saves leader in Melanson, who hasn't been great. He's been good in save chances, again. But not every opportunity is a save opportunity. Right. And Ian on, Kennedy has not been good and is now injured. In in game one, you're, and you're saying that not every opportunity is a save opportunity. You're so right, because he saved the game Melanson did in game one of the series. That was his first save opportunity since... Uh, the Diamondbacks were in Pittsburgh, where he allowed a walk off home run. That's what and that I'm was like Ju- early June, mid June. That's something what I'm like that. You can't just sit and wait for an opportunity that comes along. I, I understand what you're saying. He's not good in in tie games, so why use him? I get that, but on the other hand, he is your high leverage situation pitcher. And what are you supposed to do? Just not play him? Because this is not an amazing team that gets save I, opportunities three, four times a week. I think if you're trying to win games. That's the wrong move, bringing in Melanson in a tie game, because the numbers are there. It's not a small sample size anymore. Right. He's not good in those situations. And with a team that claims to be as analytically, you know, they're not the Rays with analytics or, you know, the, the Oakland A's with, you know, Moneyball stuff. But I don't think they are anyway. There's an old school aspect to them. Like I think Brett Strom, Brent Strom is that guy too. And I think there's old school stuff to Tori Lavello as well. And sometimes it's fine. Sometimes that works. But if you claim to be an a team that uses analytics to your benefit, why don't you? I'm, I'm sure they know the numbers, but why don't you listen to them? Num- why don't you listen to those numbers? Let's move on to a discussion about the trade deadline is quickly approaching. We're 
just a couple of days away from All-Star Weekend, which means we're just a couple of weeks away from the deadline. It's now August 2nd, thanks to the new CBA, which I think really screws things up for me in my head because I always think of the last day of July. It's but, the uh, second now? I thought August it was the second. first. Oh, it's the second? I think it's the second. I think you're right. I think it's the second. Oh, well, all right then. Um, That's weird. We, it's always the 31st or something. It's always the end of July. We've talked a lot about the guys that could potentially see themselves uh, making their way out of Phoenix. I mean, Arizona's in an interesting situation where... I, I don't think they're competing for a playoff spot this year. I just don't. Not they the way were the for a little while sit. at the beginning, but yeah. And even even a couple of weeks ago, you know, Mike Hazen coming out and saying, "Listen, if if we play well over the next few weeks, we could put ourselves in a good position." And that just didn't really happen, right? And uh, so they have some decisions to make in the next couple of weeks. I thought it could be interesting for us to kind of go through some trade ideas. Not necessarily like that player for that player. Like we don't have to get too specific, but some ideas for the Diamondbacks at the trade deadline that you think would be a good move for them. Okay. What do you have in mind? Um, first comes to mind is you should they should probably trade David Peralta. Um, which kind of sucks to say out loud because Peralta's been a really good diamondback. He's kind of your emotional clubhouse leader too. But why I say that is you could cash in on his value. He's a left-handed corner outfield bat. He still plays a pretty good left field, too. He was a um, gold glove winner a few yeah. years ago. And he's he's not he's not having a terrible year at the plate. He's not he doesn't really hit for power. And that's when you think of corner outfielders, you usually think of guys that hit some home runs, and he's really not that guy. But um, there's a there's a, a report I think from Bob Nightingale of USA Today that said uh, it started with the Yankees are targeting Andrew Benintendi, the outfielder from the Royals. But if that doesn't work out for them, if they can't get him, that David Peralta would be a backup plan for the Yankees. I'm gonna piggyback on that okay. idea, David Peralta to the Yankees for either Kyle Higashioka, catcher, or. I don't really know how to say this last name, so I'm just going to take a stab at it. Ben Rortvet? I don't know how to say it either, but he's another catcher. Another catcher. Yeah. They currently, by the way, the Yankees hit the jackpot. They had a great offseason because they took their worst defense in baseball and they brought in Isaiah Kina for Lafa to play short. They redid third base with Josh Donaldson. They went and acquired these catchers who weren't Gary Sanchez. No yeah. offense to Gary Sanchez. No, nope, decent he's enough not hitter. Bat, not good at defense. But he's he's terrible defensively. And they bring in uh, Rortvet. They had Kyle already sitting around. And then they have Trevino. And then they bring in Trevino, who's, an who's now an all-star. Who's an all-star. So you tell me, there's three catchers in that room. And we know the three-catcher system pretty well here in Arizona. <laughs> and I'm not feeling comfortable about the catcher situation in Arizona. I don't think Jose Herrera is a long-term answer. I just don't. I haven't been disappointed with the guy. I think yeah. he's pretty good at handling the uh, the pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, Carson Kelly has been a disappointment to me. And even with him hitting a little bit better here in the last couple of weeks. And I don't think you want Varsho playing catcher anymore. I think he should be. No. He should probably outfield. be a full-time outfielder. Outfield. And if you have to use him in a catcher a pinch, once a week. Yeah. In cool. a pinch. Okay. Fine. So I'm looking at the situation. That's, that's fine. That's a, that's a decent little trade. Contractually. Uh, Jose Trevino, by the way. Has three years on his deal after this. How old is he? Year. Uh, he is 29. Okay. He's got three years of arbitration after this season. So they can ride Trevino in New York for a while. What's what's Higashioka got? Higashioka. He has this year and then two years of arbitration. Okay. He's 32. 
Okay, so he'll be a little bit older. Ben Rort vet. I don't know if they would give him up for Peralta for what it's worth, but I think he's, he's been, 24. I think he's been injured. He is. Vet. He is. Uh, he's 24, making $700,000. He's got two years of team control and then three years of arbitration. He's got team control Dang. for a while. Which if, is why the Yankees might not move him for David sure. Peralta. But if you're I, if you're the Yankees and this is the best season they've had in a long time, like this is the time to win, and you desperately need a lefty in the outfield, and you can't get Benintendi, like yeah. you said, maybe you're willing to move only because Trevino came out of nowhere. I think maybe the most likely, just because of the team control on Rortvet, if we're hopefully we're saying that right. I hope so. I have um, no idea. I think maybe the most likely guy is Higashioka out of that, but. And I don't think it's this way anymore because of how good Trevino's been. But for a while there, Higashioka was Garrett Cole's personal catcher. Even last year, he was like when they had Gary Sanchez. He Gary Sanchez was not catching Garrett Cole. He wasn't. It was Higashioka catching him. It's interesting. Um, so I don't know if they would want to part with a guy like that who knows like their best pitcher so well. Who knows? But Trevino, I think, has been their everyday catcher for well, the most part. And uh, if. Rortvet. By the way, they basically gave up Gary Sanchez for that guy. So like basically. it was kind of like an hey, we don't want our catcher, but we want your catcher. Yeah. And so I, I can't remember. I think that was in the exact same trade. I think they were both in or there. Kiner Falefa. And uh, well, no. Well, yeah, because he yeah. got flipped to Kiner Falefa got traded to Minnesota for um uh uh, uh who's the catcher? That Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver. Yes. And then the Twins flipped. Kiner Falefa right. to the Yankees with Donaldson for with Gary Donaldson. Sanchez. And Urshela? And Urshela, yep. Yeah. Yep. And Warfett might have been in there, I don't know. I just think if you're in New York and you went from dead last in defense to all of a sudden you're like top five in defense, yep. you're looking at the key positions in the infield, shortstop and catcher, and yeah. you're like, we got to keep those guys around. Yeah. So if Trevino's going to be trusted, I think one of those guys might be a decent fit for the Diamondbacks. The second factor why I think David Peralta, uh, David Peralta trade would be beneficial. If they could get something like that, I'd be for it. Um, and this is kind of a pipe dream for me because Corbin Carroll has just been called up to AAA and he's already raking in AAA. That clears the way if they want to bring him up in September or maybe even sooner. I don't know. I, I'm i not trying to get my hopes up or anybody's hopes up that Corbin Carroll is going to get called up this year. He's been fantastic. He's been so good. And what's hard about it why you don't want to rush it if you're the Diamondbacks is because he missed all of last season with an injury. He's and before missed, that, he missed 2020 he's because of COVID. missed two years of minor league baseball. Right. And he's just tearing it up. Um, he's only got a couple hundred at-bats mm-hmm. in his professional career. By the way, Corbin Carroll and Jordan Lawler will now be representing the Diamondbacks in the Futures game. Good. They should be. Um, they Jor- both top 20 prospects. Jordan Lawler be. is replacing Henry Davis. Oh, the, that's a bummer. I was Pirates. hoping to see him. Yeah, he got hurt. I think he has an injury. He was the number one pick a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, he was. Yep. Catcher. You don't see that a lot. No. Anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, I if they could get... Yeah, because... Listen, if Carson Kelly can turn it around a little bit, that's ideal. But... I'd like to have a backup option. I tend to agree with you that I don't think... I think Jose Herrera is here because they needed him to be here this year. They needed... They couldn't have Varsho be the backup catcher because they want his bat and lineup every day and he has to play the outfield, but you need a backup catcher. Right. And you can't just have Varsho playing every day because there's going to be certain some days where you can't play Kelly and Varsho on the same day. So I think that's why Herrera's here. I think the other aspect of this trade that I came up with that I like is... 
I don't think you can trade David Peralta for like good prospects. No. If that makes sense. He's it, an older player. He doesn't have a lot of power. He's a couple years removed from being an excellent defensive player. Like he's a fine fill in for if they don't get Ben Intendi. Yeah. But he's not going to start. A star he's player. not going to start there either. Yeah. But I think that he might be good enough that you can do a one for one flip and yeah. say, hey, listen, we've got a lot of outfielders in this organization. You got a lot of catchers. You got a lot of catchers. And we, we can need, do a one we need for catchers. one. <laughs> you get your need. We get our need. We both get better. Nobody gets worse. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I like that idea. I do. Well, that's why I came up with it. Oh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else top of mind? Um, I deadline? mean, honestly, like. Obviously, if you can, if you can get off the Madison Bumgarner contract, that would be ideal. But I don't know who's taking that right now, um, because I, I mean, Madison, I don't think they could find another Granky trade. No, where you eat half of it and get four well. And here's prospects. the thing: Zach Granky was pitching well in 2019. That's Madison Bumgarner's pitching well this year too. But the problem with Mad Bum this year is that. He he's he's been really bad in the early innings of games. He gives up runs in the first three innings of games. And what that means is that he's throwing a lot of pitches. So he's he's consistently going about five innings. I think his last start he got through seven, which was really good for him. Um, but I just don't know I just don't know who's gonna be who would be willing to take on that contract. What about the Giants? We talked about Giants. this about a year ago, I, mean, I think, at hey, the deadline. I mean, obviously... Give them to them for nothing but salary relief. And obviously, you could. it would be easy for them to sell that to their fans. He's a hero in San Francisco. Sure He's is. beloved. He's... Honestly, I'm going to win this far. He's a legend. He's a San Francisco sports legend. And it's not like they're hurting for cash. No. They're the Giants. They're also only a game and a half out of the third wild card spot. So Bingo. they are buyers. You can't... Honestly, that though, fan base here, any other way that you're it's, in it's, it. It's funny that we're saying they're buyers because I just I only looked at the games back of the spot. They're only three games above five hundred. <laughs> like, but would the Diamondbacks be willing to give their? I, I'm going to say their ace of their staff. I know Zach Allen is the ace of the staff, but for all intents and purposes, name, the biggest name in their rotation is Madison Bumgarner because of his past. Yeah. Would they be willing to give that over to a division rival? What if he goes there and all of a sudden he's dominant Madison Bumgarner again? Yeah, then it looks bad on you. And you um, gave him away for nothing. Right, and you gave him to a rival. But so, you get that money back. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it might just be a thing where you got to take that risk if you want to do things in the future, you know? I have one other one. Okay. This is a long shot. Okay. I don't know if this can happen or not. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, Steve, why would the Diamondbacks be buying at the trade deadline? Oh, oh boy. I want them to buy at the trade deadline. What's okay. the one thing that if Mike they're Hazen... Bu- if they're buying at the trade deadline, though, let me preface it this way. It's got to be for someone who has years of control, right? Bingo. I was just about to ask you, what's the one thing Mike Hazen always says he wants at the deadline? Young, controllable players. Yes. Here's what I came up with. Oh, gosh. Because the Diamondbacks have a surplus of two things. Outfielders. Minor league outfielders. <laughs> They've got... Help me name these. Corbin Carroll is now in AAA... Uh, they've Dominic got Fletcher, Dominic Fletcher, Dominic Canzone, a lot of Dominics, uh, uh, Paven Smith. <laughs> technically, he's in the minors now too. Stone Garrett, Stone Garrett's one of them. There's um, a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a lot. That's five, and we didn't even come close to naming yeah. all of them. I don't think. Minor league outfielders. I'm probably forgetting a big one, but I can't remember. And minor league starting pitchers. Mm. 
And again, we could name all of those Bryce too. Jarvis, Jay Jameson, Slade Ciccone, uh, 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 Tommy Henry. Tommy Henry's one of them. You still have Dan Straley down there. Who's, Dan Straley. He, I, he's not really a prospect. No. But you have a lot of guys and not a lot of spots. You could flip a couple of those outfield and starting pitcher prospects. It's probably going to take three or four of them. Not your best ones, but three or four of them to get Paul Blackburn from the Oakland Ooh. Athletics. All-star Paul Blackburn. 28 years old, and he has three years of arbitration left after this season. Interesting. Now, why do the Oakland A's do that? They're capitalizing on his all-star season. Mm -hmm. They're banking on him not being around for the next great Oakland A's team, which is, I don't know, that may be true or not. And Frankie Montas, probably. Yeah, I don't think you can get Montas for these guys that I'm recommending, but could you flip two outfielders and two starters and get Paul Blackburn? And the A's, they take From on the these guys. A's because they're still bad and Keep they're not mind, fighting for anything. These are mostly prospects that are in double and triple A. We're not talking about 18-year-olds. Right. We're talking about guys that are almost ready. We're not talking about the package the D-backs gave up for Starling Marte. We're talking about the package that they got for Granke. Four guys, guys who are close. You know what I mean? Ooh. Where like in two years, all of them could be up for the Paul A's. Paul Blackburn, he's six and four, three six two ERA. He's got a one point two zero WHIP. The future outfield of the Arizona Diamondbacks, by the way, mm. Varsho, Carroll, Thomas. Is there so, any doubt in that? Uh, no. So isn't. why do you need the other five guys? You don't. You, I mean, the only reason you would keep like, let's just Dominic Fletcher for an example, is for sure. depth. Yep. Um. He could be, I mean, he's probably going to be better than Jake McCarthy is, but... So you probably keep the youngest of them. I don't know. I don't have their ages in front of me. You keep the youngest guys, the guys that will be controllable the most. Unless they... Flip some others. (laughs) Unless they get some big name free agent or trade, the outfield, starting outfield for the Arizona Diamondbacks should be Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas, and Corbin Carroll. That's what I'm saying. In some in some variation. variation, I think Alec yeah. Thomas is your center fielder, but he's starting to get really impressed. You can either flip Varsho and Carroll. From Corbin Carroll's right. making some great plays too. Did you see the other the the other day against? Uh, oh my gosh, who were the Diamondbacks playing at home their last series? Oh my gosh, Rockies. I remember that the Rockies. Yes, yeah. Did you see those catches from Thomas and Varsho on back to back hitters? He made one on the wall. Well. Yeah, Thomas like scaled the wall like Spider Man and yeah. made a catch, and then Varsho just laid out in right field, like sliding, diving. It was into the corner. If yeah, I this right. jumbled. He just went down in a heap, but he freaking he made a great catch. And then Peralta had a little leaping catch a little bit later in the game. So like I I was I was jokingly saying the D back outfield like caught for the cycle in that game because uh, all three of their outfielders made cool catches. But man, like Alec Thomas, that dude, that, that kid, he's going to be really good. I haven't felt this really good about good. a diamondback center fielder defensively since Chris young, probably Pollock. We've had this discussion before. Yeah. My Pollock thing, was always more offense. My thing with Pollock was I thought he was better offensively and he always got hurt every time he put in a hundred percent of his effort. Which was yeah. all the time, by the way, because he was always did going AJ, 110. Did AJ Pollock win a gold glove here? I don't know. I'll look it up if you keep talking. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris Young, I mean, Steve Finley was great in center field, too. I mean, going back to 2001 to the championship team. Um, yeah, Chris Young was good in center. Pollock was good. I 
I want to say he won a gold glove. Pollock did win a gold glove in I 2015. Knew it. I knew it. Which was his best season. That yes. was the all-star season. Yep. He hit 315, on base 367, OPS of 865. Ooh. Yeah, he was great. He was great there. He was 14th in MVP voting, if that Wow, matters. all right. He was an all-star, and he won a gold glove. Dang. Too bad he couldn't stay healthy. 673 plate appearances. <laughs> 609 at-bats. By the wow. way... Never come close to that in any other season. Of course he didn't. He In any other season, Pollock has never had more than 445 at-bats. Wow. Are you really? No. Wow. Year number one, 81. I'm guessing that was his call-up year. Wow. He had... Uh, scratch that. Uh, no, yeah. He had 443 in his second season. Uh-huh. 265. Must have been injured. There's the 2015 season. He had 609 at-bats. That's crazy, by the way. That's really high. The next season, he was hurt. 41 at-bats. The next two, he had around 400. Then he had 300. Then he had 200. Shot back up to about 400. And then back down to 200. Dang. He's never really had a big, big season other than 2015. Um, so that's why when we talk about Pollock, I'm like, yeah, he was great that one year. But yeah. like, was he ever going to be healthy? Right. I never felt he was. Yeah, I, I think I think the Diamondbacks are in good hands in center field with Alec Thomas. Really, the whole outfield. And if you move Peralta, I mean, yeah, that probably opens up a spot in the long term, but you probably just kind of makeshift the it's outfield probably, for a while. It would probably be McCarthy. You or know. Smith comes back and plays left field if, a little bit yeah. or something like that. But Luplo. But what's good about where they're going in their outfield, and Varsho can play anywhere in that outfield, he's going to be good. Like yeah, he can play. I agree. He can play center, right, left. Doesn't matter. He's going to play good defense, but he's going to play good defense if he has to play center field. Fair enough. So I'm good with it. I think he's better in the corner outfield too. Agreed. Um, he's been playing a pretty good right field so far since they've primarily moved him over to right field. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, a starting pitcher. Going back to Blackburn, that would be really cool. Um, because twenty eight. They need they three need, and a half years. They need stability in that rotation because so far it's just been Zach Gallen and I guess Madison Bumgarner and Merrill Kelly. Really, I mean, I can't leave out Merrill Kelly. He's been serviceable. The only thing about this need, trade, they need someone to like solidify them. Yeah, and I think he can, Paul Blackburn is. I think he's, he's not, good. He's not like he's not like the most flashy guy. Like. You know, he's not Max Scherzer or anything like that. But, but that's why he wouldn't cost a lot. Exactly. I would think. But he can, he has the ability, I think, to be that like solid rock in that rotation. Here's the difference between that trade and the one I came up with for Peralta. For Peralta, I kind of figure the Yankees are okay with moving off a catcher because they have a surplus. I don't know that the Oakland A's want to trade away Paul Blackburn in an all-star season. Right. I don't. I mean, they, the control that we enjoy getting for him is exactly why they would keep him. Right. Because Uh that's what the that's what they need. The the benefit, I think, to doing this trade is that you're getting four guys who could be up in a couple of years when maybe the next good Oakland A's team is happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know that they would want to sell Blackburn at this point. They might want to hold on to him for the same reason the D-backs would. But I think maybe there's a chance you could sell some of your surplus to get a guy like Blackburn. It's going to have to be somebody with control. I know that for a fact. Speaking speaking of the rotation for just just a second. Okay. I I think I'm done with Dallas Keuchel. I, I think that's so. I think that experiment might be over soon. How long was that experiment? How many starts did he make? Uh, let's see. Was it three, two or three. Let me see. One. Has it second. been that few? 
three, four, four, been four. Okay, I must have missed one. He started against Detroit on June 26th, gave up four runs and four and a third. Eh. Next start against the Rockies on July 2nd, five innings, six earned runs, seven runs total. He's only had one good start since he's been a D-back. It was against the Rock again against the Rockies July 7th, a week or uh, five days later at home. Seven innings, seven hits, three earned runs, four strikeouts, no Still walks. Still gave up three runs. I mean, he went deeper in the game. And so. then last night where the Diamondbacks lost 13 nothing, yeah. two and third innings pitched, seven earned runs, eight runs overall, three home runs allowed, one walk. The dude was throwing batting practice last night. Let me ask you a question. 86 I, miles an hour, nothing fastballs over the middle. I don't know the answer to this question. I honestly don't. Part of the reason that Dallas Keuchel got an opportunity here in Arizona is because Brent Strom, the former Astros pitching coach, is here. They're trying to recapture some of the magic that they had back in his Sky Young days. Cy Young. So here's my question to you. Does Corbin Martin have a relationship with Brent Strom <laughs> dating back to Houston? I honestly um, don't know. He pitched in the majors know. before he got traded, right? Let me see if I can do quick. He had some starts in Houston, I thought, before he got traded, before he got injured and then eventually traded to the Diamondbacks. Let me see if I can look this Like, up. does Corbin Martin not get the same credit here? He's sitting in AAA. I know his numbers aren't amazing or anything in AAA, but it's the PCL. We'll give him a little bit of a break there. Like, Corbin Martin should be getting some opportunities here soon. Okay. And if not, I'm going to be worried. Okay. Uh, Corbin Martin, he pitched, he started five games for the Astros in 2019. He has to have some relationship. Brent Strom was there in 2019. Yeah. There's got to be that same relationship. He, but now, Keiko won a Cy Young with Brent Strong. I get it. I get that that's get another it. level. But. I get it. And I, I still have no problem with them bringing in Dallas Keiko to try. And he's probably going to get a couple more starts. They're not. It I was a very low risk thing. Yeah. Very low. They're much. not paying any of his money that the White Sox gave him in that free agent contract. Right. Um, it's you tried to catch lightning in a bottle there to see if you can rediscover stuff. It's just I don't think it's going to work out. I just don't understand why Corbin Martin just can't get a look in the major leagues. Yeah. He started for this for the Diamondbacks before in 2020 or was it last year? I can't remember. One of the last He's two made seasons. Starts. He started a few games and you know he got rocked in a couple of them but other ones he looked pretty good. You need to know what this guy's got. Tell you what, I don't I'm not super impressed by Tyler Gilbert either. That, another thing, yeah. I understand him Ty- getting looks. Tyler Gilbert, he's had really good moments for the D. I mean, obviously he threw a no hitter in his first major league start last year. What a it's not, magical moment. It's not going to get any better than that, honestly. No. Um, except for it was a perfect game, I guess. But he's a low velo. Yep. He's young Dallas Keuchel. Not the best stuff. Nope. If he's throwing strikes and good located strikes, he can be a serviceable pitcher. But I want to say Gilbert's older too, isn't he? For like a call-up guy, than Corbin Martin is. I don't know. I thought I thought maybe Tyler Gilbert was a little older than I thought, but I can't remember. It's fine. I'll, sure. I'll look it up later. But but uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't get why. I can look it up real quick. I got it right here. He's twenty-eight. Yeah, little old for a guy who's just getting his first looks. Yeah, last so season. I I just I I will beat this drum until it happens. Corbin Martin needs to get some. Opportunities in the major league rotation, not the bullpen, the rotation. And people are going to say, well, look at his numbers in AAA. They're not very good. His ERA is kind of, it's the PCL. 
Guys hit in the PCL. It's a hitter's league. So your ERA is going to be a little high. But this dude was, for all intents and purposes, when you traded Zach Ranke to the Astros, Corbin Martin was like the number one guy you were getting, presumably. It turns out that, you know, Josh Rojas has been in the majors the most out of all four of those guys that they got. Um, but I think Corbin Martin was the guy they were really wanting. He yeah. was the closest guy in that trade that was ready to be in the major leagues. He had pitched in major league games already for the Astros. Pitched, started five games, started five games. So I don't know what we're doing here. Like the Diamondbacks are, I mean, they're what, 10 games under 500 now? Where are they at? They're 39 and 50. They're 11 games under 500. They're not anywhere close right now. They're eight and a half games out. Time to try something else. Let's try a young pitcher who can be exciting, by the way. Pitched in the Futures game. He's, He's got. Better electric stuff than Dallas Keuchel and Tyler Gilbert. Gilbert. And there's no offense to those guys. They have way more talent than I'll ever have in my life. Well, and guys like that can have success. Look at Joe Mantiply. He's actually a fairly similar stuff kind of player. And if you want to get your fan base, though, excited about somebody, too. Corbin Martin's Corbin Martin is the guy right now. That's Close to being ready. There's obviously guys like Dre Jamison and Bryce Jarvis and Slate Ciccone and Tommy Henry who are not as ready, I think, as Corbin Martin Probably would be. higher upside sure. on some of those but guys. But right now, Corbin Martin is waiting in the wings, I think, right now. Right. And He's close. The, guy, the guys that are blocking him are Dallas Keuchel and Tyler Gilbert? Why? Luke Weaver? Why? Keuchel, by the way, tried and got kicked off of a team that's flailing in the AL Central. A very open division by all accounts. And if he can't make it with the White Sox... Yeah, the White Sox are two games under five hundred right now. Yeah, and, and they're not terrible, don't get me wrong, but they're kind of... I mean, they had higher expectations for that team, certainly, than they have performed to the level of. So, I don't know, man. I'm with you. Dallas, it doesn't make much sense. Dallas Keuchel... <laughs> Dallas Keuchel in his last seven games, which is five more games of the White Sox and four games of the D-backs, it's a nine eight two ERA. Yeah, that's not good. The two point two seven whip, historically bad. The dude has no swing. I mean, he could strike some people out, but last night he was throwing his eighty-seven mile an hour fastball, if you want to call it a fastball, right down the middle to those Giants hitters, and it was batting practice last night, thirteen to nothing. Both teams used a position player. Yeah, not good. Two and a third innings. What are we doing? Hopefully after the All-Star break, uh, they'll have an opportunity or two to throw to a young guy. I think that would be really uh, a smart move for the organization. Um, there you have it. We gave you some of our possible trade ideas for the Diamondbacks in the next couple of weeks before the trade deadline. We gave you our ideas for that last spot in the Home Run Derby. There are some names out there that would Jordan, still be good. Give me Jordan. Bear wants Jordan. Please. Um, and uh, just All-Star weekend coming up this weekend. I hope everybody enjoys it. Take an opportunity... This is my challenge to people. Take an opportunity to watch the game and look for a player you don't really know much about. There's a lot of guys who are first-time selections this year, and part of my favorite part of this weekend is watching guys who you don't know much about, and you get to learn more, and you get to see them in action. I think that's the coolest thing, and a lot of people are going to fall in love with Joe Mantiply if he pitches. I don't know that he's going to pitch. 
I want I Albert. I want Albert Pujols to win the home run derby really bad. That would be a good storyline. I love history. There's I, always I a love, guy with a storyline. I love the moments like that. Like, what a cool moment that would be. Albert Pujols in his, what, age 43 or whatever, how old he is. See how I don't know how old he really is. but <laughs> How bad are you going to feel, though, if it's Pujols and, I don't know, I'm just making up a name, Pete Alonso in the final, and Pete Alonso wins Smokes on him. a walk-off or something oh. over Pujols. Like, it would still be cool, though. Like It'd be cool. If Pujols gets that far yeah. and comes this close to winning. We'll see what happens during All-Star Weekend. Uh, keep it here. We're going to be keeping you up to speed on all the things that the Diamondbacks are looking to do before the trade deadline, which is coming up August 2nd. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. I'm Steve Zinsmeister for Cody Fincher as well. You've been listening to the Ain't No Fang podcast here at ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app.